This episode is supported by Active Skin Repair. Active Skin Repair is a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. I just randomly... Vinny was having a toe skin irritation issue and he ended up having this like skin that was really irritating him and it was getting kind of like icky and you know like when kids start to get like little scabs and scratches and then they want to pick at it and it was getting worse and so active skin repair showed up on my doorstep as a result of the sponsorship and I got to put it to use immediately and I got the ointment formula or the like ointment formulation and then also the spray and the spray was perfect so Vinny does not like ointmenty creamy lotiony things on his body but I was able to get out the spray, literally took it out of the packaging the day it arrived, put it on his toe before he went to bed. And the next morning he was like, mom, my toe's all better. It was literally like this super amazing cure that helped his toes so quickly. So you can use active skin repair on a wide range of skin issues, including cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, other types of skin damage. It's totally safe, non-toxic, suitable on all types of skin, even parts of the body where you might have rosacea or eczema or have acne prone skin. This is also safe for the youngest members of your family up to the oldest. So now you have one simple solution for your family's skin health needs. With over 500 thousand happy customers and thousands of five-star reviews and super safe and clean ingredients, active skin repair is something that you want to have on hand for your family. So to get your own active skin repair, go to activeskinrepair.com to learn more about active skin repair and get 20% off your order when you use the code shameless. That's activeskinrepair.com. Use the code shameless for 20% off your order. Activeskinrepair.com, code shameless. This is the Shameless Mom Academy, episode 397. Show notes for this episode, including any links mentioned in the episode, as well as any discount codes from our sponsors, can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 397. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean. I'm here to give you and other passionate, driven, unapologetic moms tools, resources, and a little bit of humor to help you lead more positive, powerful, and purposeful lives every damn day. One of the best things about the Shameless Mom Academy is our community. So be sure to join us in our free private Facebook group to connect with other shameless moms just like you. You can find us over at shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook. All right, let's dive into today's episode. Hello, shameless moms. Happy Monday. Hope you're doing well. If you're listening in live time, we are in the thick of the holiday season. I love this time of year. And I'm going to be real honest. I approach this time of year every year thinking this is the year I'm going to be really relaxed and like ahead of things and on top of things and prepared. And never happens. Never, never. I'm never on top of things or prepared. But (laughs) I will tell you that I have learned over the years that if I want to enjoy the holidays, there are some ways for me to take back my time year round so that when the holidays do get a little crazy and wild, I don't feel like I am succumbing to that holiday energy that I feel like can feel just super frantic. And that's what I'm going to talk about today. So this is not a holiday specific episode. This is a take back your time episode. So you can listen to it any time of the year. And we just happen to be in a particularly busy time for many, many people for sure. But I want to talk about taking back your time. And interestingly, I happen to be recording this over the holidays, but this idea for this episode came up 
When I asked all of you in a survey in our Shameless Mom Every Damn Day group, our private Facebook group, I asked you what kind of content you wanted. And so many of you said you wanted information and more content on time management, which is funny because I literally like a week before putting up the survey in the Facebook group had done an episode on time management. (laughs) So this is something I've talked about before and I'll link in the show notes to other episodes I've done on time management because there's always more we can learn. I've had guests come on and talk about this. I've talked about it. And yet it's still something that many of you are like, we need more conversation around time management because here's the thing. Life is just very full in motherhood, right? And that's just part of the nature of motherhood. I've talked a lot about taking off your busy badge and unscheduling things and really trying to simplify life in a way that allows you to feel like you have control over your time. But even on the best days when you are doing all those things, life can feel overbooked and it can feel exhausting. And I think a lot of that just has to do with the nature of motherhood and so many things being unpredictable that it can feel like you don't have a good grasp on your time a lot of the time, because sometimes it's also about having a grasp on your energy and you don't know what your energy needs or requirements are going to be from day to day because you don't know what's going to happen from day to day. So you might be like, yeah, I'm good as long as like no one gets sick or no one has, you know, I don't have a trip to the ER. I was talking to a friend of mine the other night. And she was telling me that her little girl, she has three kids and her little girl ended up in the ER like three times in like a week and a half recently for like three separate random things. And it like derailed like their whole family's life, understandably so. And then at the same time, her son had croup, one of her two sons and her husband, by the way, was traveling for work during most of this time, but she had, it was almost this like unbelievable sequence of events that happened And this is the thing about time management is we can put the best plans in place, but when something happens with one of our kids or with maybe we have an aging parent who needs support or a partner gets sick, like so many things can come up, bad weather, there's a snowstorm, all of a sudden, all of our best laid plans really feel like they just blow up in our face. And I think that's a lot of the challenge around time management in motherhood is the unpredictable things. We can be the best planners in the world, but things will still fall apart on us. So I just want to kind of give you some peace of mind around the fact that we're all in this together, that you're not alone if you feel like, man, I try to plan and still like it doesn't seem to work out. So the best we can do is try to have a plan. The best we can do is try to have systems in place. And I'm going to talk about some ideas and some concepts around that today. But I also want you to know that sometimes you're just in a phase of life where it's going to feel really busy. And I want to encourage you to use a little bit of a reframe around that, around your mindset around being busy, because this is something that I've been talking about and working on myself in the last few months, especially is I don't believe in kind of, you know, running around town bragging about how busy I am. And when people say like, Hey, how are you? I don't want to always be like, oh, I'm just so busy. And I did a whole episode about that when I talked about taking off your busy badge. So I'm not going to dive into that as much right now, but I want to encourage you to reframe in your mind is this idea that life is so busy and chaotic and that it's exhausting you. And instead really think about identifying your life as being really full. And so For me, something that feels full feels different than busy. To me, busy feels burdensome and full feels like I signed up for this. (laughs) And so I don't know if that resonates for you, but if it does, borrow it. So I'm really trying to embrace that. Like life is really full right now and it's all stuff I signed up for. And I'm so grateful that I have the opportunities that I have and that I'm doing really fun, cool things. And also, yes, sometimes it's really exhausting. And sometimes things get flipped upside down. And sometimes it makes me a little frustrated and overwhelmed and all the things. 
But that's part of a really full life and I've built a really full life. And so I don't want to feel like I'm complaining about that. I don't want to lead with my ego. Like I'm just so busy all the time. So busy, got so much going on. I really want to just identify like my life is really full right now. And with a full life comes sometimes some overwhelm, some exhaustion. And what you want to be really careful is that that doesn't lead to burnout. And so that's like a whole nother piece of busyness is when busyness leads to burnout and when over scheduling leads to burnout. So I'm not going to dive into that today. It's a great topic for another episode. So stay tuned. I might dive into that down the road. So I want to talk about six ways, actually seven ways to take back your time that I think will give you some really good support around having systems in place that will allow you to manage time in different ways, even when things get, you know, things fall apart, blow up, implode on you. So the first thing I want to talk about, number one, is I want you to focus on being proactive versus reactive with your time. And so being proactive looks like planning in advance. And this can be anything from meal planning and menu planning to grocery shopping. It can be all around your morning routine. So anything that you can plan in advance that allows you to be proactive instead of reactive is going to give you a sense of control. And it's also going to give you some uh, beyond a sense of control. It's going to give you some actual control over how you react in certain situations and how you manage certain situations. And so what I mean by that, in a proactive space, you already know what's going to come your way and you have a plan in place to react to that. Versus a reactive space, you don't necessarily know what's coming your way and you are flying by the seat of your pants. And so I talk about this a ton in regards to a morning routine. I believe that every one, every person should start off their day in a proactive space. That means that you get up and you do some things to set up your day for success. And so for me, that looks like doing a little bit of journaling. Sometimes I get a little bit of work done before anyone else is up in the household. I get a workout done. I set up my action steps for the day. So I know every single day that first of all, my workouts totally reframe my mindset and definitely mitigate anxiety for me. So that's a huge, huge thing for me. I've done that for years and years and years. This episode is supported by AquaTrue. Having clean, safe water is the last thing you want to worry about. But unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four, yes, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants in their tap water. So that's why you got to check out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers have a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process, and their countertop purifiers which is what we have, take no installation or plumbing, and they remove 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters. And they're specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAS, which can lead to potentially adverse health effects like cancer, endocrine system disruption, and liver toxicity, which is part of what makes AquaTrue so special, unique, and important in terms of how they are able to filter water. They also have water purifiers to fit every type of home. So like the installation-free countertop purifier that we have at our house to higher capacity under-sink options. They even have Wi-Fi connected purifiers and mineral boost options. So I'm so excited about our new AquaTrue. And here's the thing. I swear it's like a gentle reminder to actually drink more water every time you walk into your kitchen. So we are drinking more water now and also more clean water. So more water that is more clean. It feels like a double win. I'm feeling pretty impressed with us. I feel like sink water, tap water becomes invisible at a certain point. And when I see the purifier on my counter, it's like many time a day reminder to like keep drinking, keep drinking. So I want you to check out AquaTrue for yourself and for your family. AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee and that makes it a great gift as well. Today, my listeners 
listeners can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use the code SHAMELESS, S-H-A-M-E-L-E-S-S, AquaTrue.com code SHAMELESS. This episode is supported by a podcast I want to share with you called Understood Explains. So this show is about navigating ADHD, dyslexia, and other learning and thinking differences, which can be so confusing. And so every uh, season of the show is around a different theme. So there's a season on special education, there's a season on ADHD diagnosis for adults, and the current season is all about IEPs. I love this podcast because the episodes are 10 to 15 minutes long. So if you are short on time or short on focus, you can take this content in super quickly, easily. It's very digestible. And the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Utube. So Juliana talks all about how to navigate educational plans, IEPs. She talks about the differences between IEPs and 504 plans. She really breaks things down in a really clear and simple way so that you have some of those questions that you might be thinking around, like, does this pertain to my child? Is this something I need to be looking into? Like, where do we go from here? Where do I go if I have questions? Juliana has you covered. She explains so many different things and so many different little pieces and nuance of IEPs and special education and different things on Understood Explains. So I want you to go check it out wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can go listen to Understood Explains. Just go into your podcast app, do a search for Understood Explains, and it will pop right up. Click on it, pick your episode, and get the answers that you've been looking for and the support that you need around different learning differences and differences in school. In the last couple of years, I've also been doing journaling around and my journaling, it is not impressive. Like this does not need to be anything fancy. My journaling, I'm like using air quotes right now for journaling. So my journaling looks like a list of three things to do per day that move the needle. So this isn't like check my email. It's like three things that'll really move the needle. So it might be recent things I've been working on or like job descriptions for new hires, creating content for one of my membership communities, working on content for an upcoming talk or workshop I'm giving. So it's like, it's the bigger things, right? the big things that really, really matter. And then the other part of that journaling experience for me is writing down affirmations that just remind me of like, this is who I am. This is where I'm going. This is what I do. And so that really, really makes a big difference to me. So for me, that allows me to start every day feeling like I'm ready to own the day. I know exactly what I'm doing today. I know exactly where I'm going. I've already gotten those endorphins flowing with a quick workout. And that allows me to feel really at ease in my mental space, which is a challenge for me. I often wake up very much riddled with anxiety. And so the earlier I can get that anxious energy out of my body, the better, which is why I always work out first thing in the morning. So that allows me to start off my day proactive so that when the morning, my family's morning routine blows up because it typically does and we're rushing out the door, which we always are, then I'm not also trying to manage my stress for the day on top of my family's stress. I already know, like after I drop Vinny off, here's the next two things I'm going to do. So I'm not in the middle of the chaos of getting him to school, trying to also think through a bunch of other things for my day because I've already settled those things. This makes a huge, huge difference. So if you need a protocol or a template for a morning routine, I have a free resource called the 15 minute manifest that you can do in 15 minutes or less or longer if you want, but it's a 15 minute morning routine that is totally adaptable to whatever you need. And you can get that for free. It's a free resource I offer. If you just go to shamelessmom.com slash one five MM. So shamelessmom.com slash 15 MM. And that's my 15 minute manifest. Number two, 
The second thing you can do to take back time is unschedule things. And so some people are going to think this is like rude and disrespectful and that's fine. You do you. (laughs) So I look at my schedule at the beginning of the week and I look, I'm like, what can I cancel? Like there's just so many weeks where I have things that I, once I get to that week, there's things that no longer make sense to prioritize in terms of time. And so sometimes these are little things. Sometimes it's postponing an appointment. Sometimes it's like changing maybe some sort of meeting that was supposed to be in person into a Zoom call so that I don't have to leave my house. Sometimes it is, you know, combining things. And so instead of having two calls with two people, combining it into one team call, sometimes it is canceling things. Sometimes it's flat out canceling something and just saying that this no longer works for me. It can be a lot of different things. Sometimes it's things for my work. Sometimes it's things for my family, but really looking at what doesn't need to happen or what isn't a crucial action item if you're looking at a really busy week. So I had this a few weeks ago. I had some things on my schedule that when I booked them months ago were significant at that time. But when I got to the week of those things, I was like, these things, like some of my priorities have shifted and it doesn't make sense for me to give dedicated time to these couple things anymore. And so I'm going to go ahead and like postpone them indefinitely and like reach out to the people involved and say like, Hey, this actually is not something that I can be involved in right now. Let's revisit this in a couple of months and having a boundary. Do I love doing that? No, I don't ever want people to feel like I'm disrespecting their time or like I don't have space for them. And also at the same time, I have to honor my time, my goals and my family. And here's the thing. If I spend extra time giving work time to things that aren't high priority items, that ultimately comes out of family time. Because what happens in a week of many, many critical tasks, if I take on too many external tasks that are like outside of, you know, recording the podcast and things like that, Then what happens is things get bumped into the evening. So things like writing my show notes, recording the episodes, emailing my membership communities, that stuff often gets bumped into the evening or the weekends if my days are full of appointments. And that's not fair to my family. So I have to be really conscientious that every time I say yes to an appointment, no matter how high priority it is, I'm also saying no to family time because that is the trade-off that I make when I have a really full schedule. And so for me... I'm going to look at my schedule and be like, hey, you know, like I love this work that this person over here is doing, but it doesn't make sense for me to be do a collaboration with them right now because I know that it's going to make me push other things to my weekend time, which is going to compromise my family time. So that makes it easier for me to make distinctions around like, what do I need to unschedule? I also have gotten really clear around what I'm committing to in terms of being supportive of things outside of my work and outside of my family. And so... There's a lot of things I would love to do from a volunteer standpoint, things I'd love to be involved in and that I have taken off of my schedule or I'm just like, for right now, I can't do this. And so for right now, and we're going to talk about core values in just a minute, number three, but for right now, like I'm going to say no to this or I'm going to cancel this or postpone this because it's not in alignment with my core values. The other piece is unscheduling things where you're just looking at, you're like, this is too many things. And this might be during the week. It might be on the weekend. It might be during the week on the evenings. So we recently had an opportunity on a Tuesday night. Vinny had basketball. And then after basketball, there was an opportunity with his school to go make care kits for people impacted by homelessness. And the day came for this. And I was like, this is going to be real tight. Like this child is going to leave the house at 8am in the morning and he's not going to get home at eight until 8pm at night. 
for us to make it to basketball on time, I was going to have to like bring his clothes in the car, pick him up from school, have him change in the car, eat a snack in the car, drive to basketball, then have a dinner in the car waiting for him so that he could eat dinner in the car, driving between basketball and up to the school to make these care kits. And then we would get done with about eight o'clock and get home and at eight o'clock is bedtime. So I was like, this is going to be a really big day. And so I knew that he really wanted to do both things. So it wasn't like I was dragging him to either thing. He really wanted to do basketball. He really wanted to go make the care kits. We did it last year. It was a really great project. We've enjoyed being able to connect with people in our community and as we've passed out the care kits. So basically we make these like gallon size Ziploc bags filled with items, gloves, toiletries, socks, food, snacks for people impacted by homelessness. And then we are able to pass them out in different when we see people out and about. And it's been really powerful for him to be able to have conversations with people different than our family, connect with people and recognize that, you know, even though people are different and have different experiences and look different and live differently, that we're all still amazing people and amazing humans and that we want to always be giving to people and learning from people who are different from us. And so there's a ton of value in that. So I was going into this day and I was like, oh my gosh, it's gonna be such a long day. But I don't want to tell him we're not going to do this. Like I'm not going (laughs) to tell him like, nope, you can't make the care kits. So what I did that day is I was like, I'm just going to see how this goes. Like it was literally like, let's just see how everything goes. Like when I pick you up from extended, he went from school to extended care to basketball to care kits. And so when I picked him up from extended care, I was like, okay, like if he's fallen apart, we're going to skip basketball or the care kits. He'll have to pick which one. And he was fine. So it worked out. And then we got done with basketball. And again, I was like, I'm going to see how he is because if he's not in a good space, if he needs to go home, we're just going to go home. Like I'm prepared to unschedule as needed. And so he ended up making through the day. He did great. He was a total rock star. We had a really awesome day, but I was very prepared at any turn to be like, and we're done prepared to unschedule, even though these are things like I highly believe that if you're on a basketball team, if you're on a team, like you need to show up for the team. If you say you're going to show up for a volunteer thing, you need to say, you know, you need to be there. And at the same time, having my kid do a 12 hour day on a Tuesday, I was like, that's a big ask. And there's going to be potential for some ramifications. So I'm fully prepared to unschedule at any given moment. It all ended up working out fine, but I had to really like check myself around my expectations because I'm someone who likes to really honor commitments. And I was like, for the sake of my child and my family, we might not make it through this day as planned. So being open to unscheduling, we also often will look forward to a weekend and look at, okay, like if we have two or three things scheduled every day, I'm like, yeah, we're not doing all those things. Like where are the priorities? What matters the most? We're not going to do all of these things. So Sometimes there's things that we don't go to. There's birthday parties that don't get attended. There's social events that don't get attended. There's different things, but we're not going to do all the things. Everything is not an automatic yes. So number three is after unscheduling, moving it forward when you are scheduling things, schedule things that are in alignment with your values. And that might be like your family's core values. It might be your time values. It might be really high value for you that every weekend, one of the nights, you are home and in pajamas. I had this great conversation with a mom last year in kindergarten. I met her, I think it was it was at the very beginning of the year, they had a kindergarten parents night. And it was like, come in, have a glass of wine, have some cheese, meet the kindergarten parents. And I met her and she said to me, I can't remember what we were talking about. We were talking about, I think there was an upcoming event coming up at the school on a Friday. And I was like, Oh, are you going to go to that? And she's like, yeah, no, 
no, we don't do things on Friday nights. She's like, we are in pajamas by five and I have a glass of wine in my hand. And that is what we do on Fridays. We do not do events on Fridays. And I was like, yes, I love this. <laughs> like, That is in alignment with her core values. She has three kids. She's a working mom. Her husband works. She's a teacher. She's like, no, I'm not going to be running around town on a Friday with three kids in tow when we're all exhausted. We put on pajamas and we chill out. And I love that for her, that was a value in their family. And it's great for kids to have that predictability of like, this is what we do on Friday. So we have that often, especially in the winter, like every Saturday night, it's movie and pizza, movie and pizza, pajamas during ski season. It was so great because our days were so structured. We would get up, we go skiing, we come home and literally like the drive home from skiing, we're ordering the pizza. We walk in the door, we put on our pajamas, we're on the couch. And so the day felt so well balanced because it was a day of playing hard and then relaxing hard from like four to 8 PM or five to 8 PM, depending on when we got home. And that was super important. So during ski season, we literally, I think it was nine weeks in a row or something. We literally did not ever do anything on Saturday night. And my husband, we got it to like the third or so week of ski season. And my husband was like, so are we just like not doing anything for any Saturdays of ski season? I was like, yep, yeah, pretty much. I mean, none of us are going to be in the mood to do anything on a Saturday after being on the mountain all day. And this is what we've committed to. And we've paid a lot of money to do it. So we're not doing anything on a Saturday for the entirety of ski season while at least on the, you know, while Vinny's enrolled in lessons. And so that was in alignment with our values. We were not trying to add in other events during that time. So maybe there was birthday parties on Sunday that we went to or other, you know, social things we did on Sundays, or maybe even early on Friday night. But we were really clear that Saturday nights, we were not hustling back from a day on the mountain to then try to go do something else. So scheduling in alignment with your values makes a huge difference. We know that our family needs downtime. Not saying every family needs it to the extent that we do or not saying that the way we do it is right or better. Just saying that you got to know what your family needs. I know there's plenty of other people who don't have their kids doing certain activities because they're like, my kids go to bed at 7.30. So we're not going to be doing, you know, Cub Scouts is from six to eight. So that means it's a no. And so really looking at what are your family values and then making decisions about your schedule around those values. This is so, so important. This also might have to do with picking activities and extracurriculars. And so I've heard people with multiple children say like each kid gets to do one thing at a time because in our family's values, like mom or dad, we're not going to a different extracurricular every single night or trying to juggle multiple every night because every kid is doing like two sports a season. So every kid gets to pick one thing and looking at your family values and recognizing like, what does that mean for all of you? And what does that mean? You might say like my family or my child is not going to do any sports right now or in this season because they're going to do art club or they're going to do a dance class or they're going to do a dance class could be this also considered a sport, by the way, I'm distinguishing between the two. <laughs> I'm distinguishing between the two because I really want Vinny to do a hip hop dance class and in my mind, I'm like, basketball has to get over first before I get him signed up for this. So in my mind, they're very different things. But dance could absolutely be considered a sport as well. But maybe you would say, maybe in your family values, it's like, you know, we don't 
do sports on the weekend because we volunteer and we go to church. So it can look like a million different things. Just know what your family values are and then schedule in alignment with those values. Family values can look like a lot of different things. I know for a lot of people with younger families, there's a lot of family values around sleep. And I remember learning this early on in my personal training career. I had a client and she's like, we don't mess with sleep. Like we don't go out on the weekends. We don't go out during nap time. And she's like, this is just a season in our life where sleep is a commitment and we do not mess with our kids' sleep schedules unless we have a babysitter or whatever who can uphold them. But like, we're not taking our kids out to holiday parties in the middle of the holiday season, you know, to stay out until 9 PM when our kids go to bed at like seven o'clock. And she's like, it's not worth it to us. We're not doing it. And I love that people, when you know that, when you have those values really clearly dialed in, which by the way, this is a really valuable conversation to have with your partner, because when you have those values really dialed in, it makes your yeses and your nos really easy and obvious so that you're not having decision fatigue around like, oh, I don't know. Should we? Shouldn't we? What do you think? Can we make it work? Can we squeeze it in? It's just really clear yeses and nos, which also takes away a lot of decision fatigue and a lot of negotiation in your head around things as well. Number four, Take back your time by taking off your busy badge. So really recognizing, you know, and as we're coming to the end of this year, how can you look at maybe some ways that you have started to disregard or dishonor your time in different ways and maybe booked yourself more than you want to be booked? I know for sure that I have done this in the last few months. And so I'm really looking closely at how I can take back control of some of my schedule in 2020 and looking at how I can more carefully give time to others without sacrificing the time that I need for myself and the time that I need like on my own for building things. So, you know, if I'm on calls three days a week, then that does not give me a lot of time to be in content creation mode for the podcast and for my membership communities and for shameless mom con and for like my workshops for all the different areas that I need to be creating content. So I need to be really clear around my busy badge and like, how many calls am I taking every week? How many calls do I take a day? What really zaps my energy? I used to book four podcast interviews in a day and I was like, I can't do that anymore. That doesn't feel good to me. So I'm going to rein that in a little bit. I'm only going to do three podcast interviews in a day and know that like, that's my limit for the day. And they all need to happen before 2 PM because I'm toast after 2 PM. And one other piece So in my call schedule, I was not booking lunch in my call schedule. So I have a call calendar where people can schedule time with me. And I just always kind of figured like, oh, it'll just happen that there'll be like a few minutes where I can grab food in there somehow and I'll just figure it out. And that really, really, really came back to bite me. So one of my values is nourishment and energy. And I was not honoring that. And I was allowing my busy badge to take over to be like, oh, I can fit in one more thing and fit this in here and I'll squeeze you in there. And so I'm really looking at how can I take off my busy badge, honor my time in a better way in order to be of better service to the people I'm of service to, and in order to get the rest and restoration needed for me as a human being, because I deserve that, right? So I went through already and looked at booking out 2020 in a way where I was like, I'm not going to not have a designated lunchtime on my call days. I'm not going to do more than three interviews in a row. I'm not going to do more than a certain amount of coaching calls per day. All these different kinds of things. Getting really, really clear on how I'm going to manage time in a way that so that my time is not sucking every last bit of my energy before I get to eat lunch at three o'clock, which was kind of starting to happen routinely. So this has been really important for me as well as taking off my busy badge and recognizing that 
some people might need to wait another week to get on a call with me. Some people might need to wait another month to get an interview with me. And that's just the way it needs to be. Because if I keep this busy badge on, this level of output is not sustainable. If I want to be doing this in five years, I need to be very protective of my resources right now. Well, hey there, busy mama. Are you looking for ways to make your life easier, your home less chaotic, and at the same time, add more joy to your life? My name is Deanna Yates, and I'm the host of Wanna Be Clutter Free, a podcast all about letting go of the stuff we don't need in our lives so that we can focus on what truly matters. Don't worry, I'm not going to tell you to throw it all away or make you feel guilty about keeping something you love, no matter how many other people don't quite understand it. But I will give you practical and more importantly, actionable advice so that you can make progress right away. And you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's like having your bestie in your pocket, telling you it's okay to let go of the things that are not serving you and your family in a totally non-judgmental way. So join me over on the podcast where we can work on progress over perfection for those of us that want to be clutter-free. Are you overwhelmed by the things that get in the way of you doing what you want to do? Are you looking for ways to simplify life to better align with your values? Do you want to create space in your schedule so you have room for more of the good stuff? Play, joy, relationships, gratitude, and more? If you answered yes to any of these questions, I invite you to check out Edit Your Life, a podcast to help you edit the unnecessary from your life so you have more room to enjoy the awesome. Through episodes with me, Christine Co., and a range of super smart, compassionate, and thoughtful guests, you'll come away with big picture insights and practical ways to declutter your home, schedule, and mental space without getting bogged down by perfection. I have always believed that small moments and actions matter tremendously. My goal is to help you find agency and space in your life through doable baby steps that will leave you feeling accomplished instead of overwhelmed. Check out Edit Your Life wherever you enjoy your podcasts. So I want you to look at what are you doing? Where are you wearing that busy badge and doing way too many things, having your hands in too many things, thinking like, oh, I can just squeeze in one more. I can just do a little bit more here. But really that extra little energy suck is not sustainable and it's like crushing your spirit and it's going to push you into burnout very soon. And when you get pushed past that point of no return, the recovery is very long and very arduous. So where can you be better preserving your energy now and taking off that busy badge so that whatever you want to do in the next year, three years, five years, 10 years, you have the energy to show up and do it and do it really well. And you feel good about it. You feel excited. You feel lit up versus just feeling like, oh my gosh, now I have to do another thing. Number five, I want you to take radical responsibility. Be a grown ass woman and take radical responsibility for your schedule. And I'm like saying this as much to myself as I am to you. Take radical responsibility for how you manage your time and have boundaries around it and like say no to things and say yes to the things that really matter and recognize that for every yes, you're saying no to other things. So every time I give time to someone in one area, I'm taking time from something else, whether it's time for myself, time for my family, time for my community whatever it is. So getting really clear on what matters most, who you need to be saying yes to. And that might mean that you have to give some uncomfortable no's and that's okay. I've gotten way better at this in the last year and I'm still working on it, but I have to take radical responsibility. I can't continue to give to people like without thinking through the ramifications of my own time and energy. So for me, this shows up in people reaching out and being like, hey, let's grab lunch. Let's grab coffee. I want to pick your brain. I have to be 
very, very careful with my time management around that. Because if I'm saying yes to every person who wants to have coffee with me and pick my brain, I am doing a massive disservice to myself, to my family, and to the people who are paying me really good money for my brain and for my time. So that's an area where I'm looking at taking radical responsibility. And I want you to think about where can you be taking radical responsibility? Number six, calendar blocking. So where can you be blocking in your calendar and putting in either weekly blocks where you're focused on certain things or monthly or quarterly blocks? And so for me, I have certain areas in my calendar where I am every week looking at like, so like every Thursday afternoon, I have a big block where it's just podcast prep and I have hours of time there and that's podcast prep time. I really do try to get to that earlier in the week, but if I don't get to it earlier in the week, I know I have this designated block on Thursday afternoon starting at two o'clock. So it's basically from like two until I pick up Vinny about five or five 30 where I can do podcast prep for the upcoming week. So I always have that it's built into my schedule. I put it in there at the end of 2018 and it recurs every single week on Thursday at the beginning of every single month. The first week of the month, I have a block of time on the first Monday of the month and the first Wednesday of the month that's dedicated to podcast content creation and podcast recording. So my goal is always to get all my podcasts for the month done in that first week of the month. And so in terms of recording my solo episodes, and so I'm always looking to block time to do podcast episode planning on one day and then podcast episode recording on another day. So where can you be looking at that? Maybe for you, you have weekly calendar blocking around laundry or around meal planning or around grocery shopping, but anything where it's just built in automatically, it's a weekly recurring thing, or maybe it's a monthly recurring thing. Maybe on a monthly basis, you do like a closet purge or you do a toy room clean out or something along those lines where it's just built into the schedule so that it happens. And it creates mental space for you because you're not trying to figure out where you're going to squeeze it in. This was what really helped me solidify this at the end of 2018 was that I was using so much mental space every week trying to think about where am I going to do this and how am I going to do that and what time should I do this and what day and what time frame and how long will it take? And that was taking up way too much mental space. So I time blocked things on my calendar as repeating events on a weekly basis or a monthly basis. And that has been such a game changer for me. There's certainly times where I don't stick to that. There's certainly times where things come up, but I know that that time's there. So for the most part, I'm able to stick to it. And it gives me a ton of peace of mind knowing that it's there so that I can utilize it and not have to give time and energy to trying to figure out other ways to work things in. And then number seven, the plan and prep pajama party. So if you're listening to all this and you're like, yes, I need to be so much better about time management in the new year and I need more help, I need more support, and I want to really dedicate some time to mapping this out for the year, then I definitely, definitely want you to join me for the 2020 plan and prep pajama party. So I hosted this last year. It's a virtual event on January 12th. I will be hosting it again, the 2020 version. So what this means is that we show up all together virtually on Zoom. So Zoom is a video conferencing app. You call into Zoom or sign into Zoom from your computer or your phone, and you get to hang out with me and other shameless moms for a full workshop where we talk about how to map out your 2020. We're going to talk about everything from the feelings that you want to have this year. So we're going to do like work planning around words. So my feeling words for 20. 19 were courage, growth, and expansion. And then I created goals around those words. So you're going to do that for 2020. 
And then we're also going to look at what are your big three goals for the year. We're going to create a 90-day action plan. So you actively start working toward those goals in the first 90 days of 2020. So if you want to join me for the 2020 Plan and Prep Pajama Party, all you got to do is go to shamelessmom.com slash pajama party. That's shamelessmom.com slash pajama party. And you can register for the 2020 Plan and Prep Pajama Party. You show up on that Sunday morning, January 12th on Zoom with your pajamas, your coffee, your mimosa, whatever. And we are going to plan the heck out of 2020 together. It's going to be amazing. And if you sign up right now, you're going to get early bird pricing. So this workshop pricing will be going up soon. So make sure that you go over to shamelessmom.com slash pajama party if you want to join me for this event. It's going to be a game changer. The feedback I got last year was crazy amazing. And now I'm getting feedback for people who did the plan and prep pajama party last year. And they're like, holy cow, I can't believe what I accomplished in this year because I showed up on that day at the beginning of 2019, laid out a plan and then executed the plan. So I want that to be you. So these are the seven ways you can take back your time as we wrap up 2019, as we head into 2020, to make sure that you feel like you are in charge of your time, that you are in proactively in charge of your time, and that you're saying yes to the things that light you up and make you feel good and give you the best opportunities for growth, the things that are in alignment with your core values and your family values, and that you're also in a place where you can have the space to rest and recharge when you want, as you want, as you need. So I hope this has been tremendously valuable and helpful to you. Let me know. As always, let's continue the conversation in our Facebook group and on social media. I can't wait to see how this all plays out for you. And I cannot wait to see you over in the Plan and Prep Pajama Party on January 12th. Thank you so much for joining me in the Shameless Mom Academy today. I really, really appreciate you being here and I hope you learned something new. As always, this conversation will be continued over in our free private Facebook group. You can join that group by going to shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook to connect with other shameless moms just like you. Additionally, if this is your first time listening to the show, know that we are here every Monday and Wednesday with a brand new episode. So make sure you subscribe, go to whatever podcast app you use and subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. You can do that directly if you go to shamelessmom.com forward slash review that will put you in Apple Podcasts where you can click on the subscribe button and you can also leave a review. If you scroll down a little bit, you can leave a five-star review. You can write a few sentences letting me know what you thought about the show. If you let me know how the show has impacted you in becoming a more shameless mom, you might be nominated to be shameless mom of the week. Also, please share this episode. My goal is to help more mamas be more shameless every damn day. So please do share this episode. You can take a screenshot of the episode on your phone and then share it out on social media tag me at the Shameless Mom Academy on Facebook or Instagram. I'm quick to reply and eager to send you Facebook love and love to be connected to all of you. So again, thank you for being here. I can't wait to be back here again with you in just a couple days. And until then, no matter what you do today, make sure you do it shamelessly.
No one told us the truth about parenthood. Why? This is the podcast everyone needed before they had kids because now that those little ones are here, whew, there is a lot to unpack. I'm Rachel Shepardota, and I am your host for the podcast, No One Told Us, where we tell the truth about parenting and let you in on all the stuff you really should have known about before having kids. I am the founder of Hey Sleepy Baby, but this podcast is so much more than sleep. We'll be diving into all the topics that you really care about and need to know while you do your best job raising those adorable, tidy humans. Our goal is to just make you feel less alone and less overwhelmed. There are so many things that no one tells us before becoming a parent, and I think that we should really pull back the curtain on becoming a first-time or second-time mom or dad to share the good, the bad, and the ugly. We'll have a little education, a little fun, and a whole lot of heart that goes into each and every episode. So join me and our amazing guests each week to hear us talk about what no one told us 